Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. My name is Jonathan. This is Jeff. We're excited to be here today, just after the new year, and we're going to kick it off just me and him. I want to kind of go through a little bit of the things that we do at the end of the year and then the beginning of the year that we kind of get our mind right in the direction that we're going and really what our goals are to accomplish for this year. So we're excited to uh, just come here today and kind of speak about us personally and the things that we're looking to do and aspire to and change and create for ourselves in this upcoming year. Hi, everybody. I think one of the things we should talk about is in the new year, like sort of catching up with the customers. You know what I mean? What do you mean by catching up with the customers? Well, you know, everybody sort of takes a break around holiday time, you know, and you think about holiday time, you know, it goes all the way back to Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's like people sort of detach a little bit in a way. And I think you sort of like regroup, reconnect with everybody. You make sure that you go and you're visiting all the job sites. You're really talking to customers saying, how are you doing? Did you enjoy your holidays? What can we do for you this year? What's going on? I mean, just sort of reconnecting. So that brings me to one of my first points. Um, you know, I uh, sat down and spent a lot of time putting down things that I want to start doing this year, things that I want to stop doing, things I want to start doing, some goals that I have. And one of the things that, you know, through the growth and development and changing of our business, the most important thing, obviously, yeah. is growth and development. Yeah. And at different stages of growth and development, you realize there's different importances of certain customers, of keeping customers, and of developing different types of customers. So moving forward with this year, taking off from what you just said right there, Jeff, you know, one of my main goals this year is to really make sure that we cultivate and take care of all of our existing customers to really make sure that we take care of them on a regular basis. What do you mean? Because by what do you mean by taking care of them on a regular basis? So in some of our companies, we do things on a reoccurring schedule where it's monthly and right. some of them where it's annually and some of them it's weekly. quarterly and weekly and some of them it's weekly. And each one of the customers is a unique opportunity to develop another customer and also to continue to make sure that we keep those relationships. And I think it's important that this year specifically, when we're looking to grow, we kind of look inside of our business because you know we've developed a pretty good funnel of new customers coming in. Of course, we always want to keep attracting those people to our business. But I actually think that the primary focus this year needs to be on us bringing in new customers from internal referral sources or making sure that like our tree division specifically we're keeping every single customer that we have every year that was happy with our service. Right. Because what happens with a reoccurring service that's annual right. is that you don't sometimes touch base with that customer and or they just forget to call you and they call somebody else. Well, it goes along with what I just said, catching catching up. That's right. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you make the effort at the beginning of the year to catch up with the customer, you're reconnecting and you're establishing the relationship for the year. I also think it goes along with something about 
you know, I think we need to continue to that the brand that we have with all the different companies, the Nature's Experts brand and the individual brands need to continue to evolve. And what's going to happen with the brand this year? Are we going to, you know, change some things that we're going to roll out? Are we doing things the same? Are we just reassuring people of the same services and the same everything and they can just count on us? You know, what, what are we doing with that? And I think we have a meeting that we had to cancel because you weren't feeling well at the end of last year with Mike, you know, who does our marketing, everybody, and helps us with all of our branding. But I think that was probably good in a way that the meeting was canceled because I think now that, you know, maybe that's the theme when we meet with him in the next you know week or so, we need to talk to him about that. Well, I think that, you know, making sure we have a strategy moving forward for this year is important in the overall development and growth of our company because we don't want to forget any of our customers. Each customer, whether they've been with us for one year, one month, one day, 10 years, are all equally important. And if you don't put the processes in place to make sure you take care of those customers, you're ultimately just going to lose them. What do you mean forget about the customers? You mean, are you saying that like you feel like a lot of people or you feel like we, you know, certain customers are put into say a certain quote box and you sort of forget about them which customers are those and well, I what think do you most mean? people you know continue to move through their customers as they get new customers and they sometimes forget the important processes of making sure you have the right management supervision customer service accounts receivable accounts payable everything that goes into the actual customer relationship process after you get the sale, a lot of times people move it into another category of, oh, we got it. So everything's all good. I also think that um, you mentioned customer service. I think if you're talking about customer service, you need the more important part of that to me to go more in depth on that is customer experience. Maybe we need to work on that more this year too, because I feel like everybody you know, receives customer service. Every company gives a certain level of customer service, but what do you do for your customer experience for the customer to remember and to know about your company? For example, if you treat them really well and you're very full of knowledge and when they're getting an estimate, they feel really comfortable approving that estimate because they think you're very capable. And they're not just like, okay, just do it. I'm sick of looking for a company, but they really choose you. Then during the time where they hire you and you're doing whatever project you're doing for them, it's like they should be happy with how they see the process is going. And then afterwards, when you collect the money, when you're talking to them and sort of saying, hey, how did it go? And they're telling you it was good. That's all a really, really good customer experience. That's not just customer service because we've all gone out of our way to make sure that the right thing is done so that they have an experience worth remembering that's super positive. And I think maybe we need to continue but for our to companies, work on that. Companies that aren't you know, in the beginning stages and have a large group of people, it's a little bit more complicated to obviously narrow that down because- of course, as the owner, you can't do everything, you know? No, but I, you, to continue to work with all the people that work within our companies who represent us to understand that all these customers need to have a really good experience. They don't just need, just need to have customer service. A lot of people think customer service is just like talking to the customer, informing them and doing sort of like whatever you feel like you have to do instead of the customer experience, which is looking on the customer side, what are they experiencing? What are they seeing from us? What are they hearing from us? What are they observing from us? And I think if we put, we need to explain to all of our team that like when you put yourself in their position, what would they want to see? They want to see all that positivity, all that diligence on the you know on our side, on the provider side, 
so that the experience afterwards, not only that they were happy and they'd hire us again, but that they would recommend us to somebody else because their experience was so positive. So Jeff, I'm going to move on to some questions here. Okay. You ready for your question? Number one here. Okay. Let's start with you. What events or experiences during the last year changed your thinking or outlook? What was your experience? That this is the first question. Uh Uh-huh. What events or experiences during the year have changed your thinking or outlook? Okay. And for so what was your experience? Okay. It's actually a very specific question because it's asking what changed. So there's a lot of things that I thought about, a lot of things that happened, but what changed my experience? Well, what was the experience? The experience was um, inflation hitting uh, all-time highs. Okay. And And then it it made you feel what? It made me concerned about several different components of the business. And when I thought that we could easily adjust to it, I was wrong. We actually um, hit some major bumps and we, you and I had to start getting into action and then activating everybody else to deal with all of the things that we needed to deal with. And it was, it was something where it shows where you literally need to jump into action so fast because every single day matters. So I think that's really good. So I'm going to take it one more step forward. So what is the solution to the experience and how it made you feel? So what is the solution to that then? I'm going to take it one more step then. So the solution is to pay more attention to that particular subject, which was receivables. Um, We have to pay much, much more attention to that. We've got plenty of receivables, but we weren't collecting them fast enough. And I think part of that is the fact that um, our CPA, who does a great job, but I think that it was up to us to demand information from him sooner, because if we had information from him sooner in the year, then we could have you know, gotten ourselves mobilized and gotten ourselves situated when it was really a situation where it was like do or die. So the solution is it's not up to him to come and say, oh, this is how things are going. We need to say it. We need to hold him accountable like much, well, much, we much determined, more. We determined frequently. that we needed our own in-house accounting. Yeah. And we're working towards that already. We yeah. have one person. We're interviewing another person on Wednesday, which is today. Yeah. I mean, we hired a controller in 2022. And uh, yeah, definitely that was only, made a bunch you know, of changes. That was after the issue. Yeah. But made a bunch of changes. But I still think he's still a big part of the business, obviously, in the whole overall group of companies. And we need to hold him accountable and not wait for him to say, okay, things are ready for you to look at. Say, no, like we we need to know because we realize that every day matters and like we cannot let it go by where we have to make sure that everything's all right because we need to make changes. And all these team members that we have, everyone did you know, jump into the pool with us and like, you know, get everything up, but it yep. just takes time, you know, for all of it to work out and for the whole process to happen, you know, when you're trying to fix it. Exactly. So I think that's really good. So I'm going to go into mine now. Sure. So what events or experiences during the year have changed your thinking or outlook? Okay. And it was understanding the leverage that you have through people. Okay. What do you mean by that? So, you know, we have... You think you've got five. leverage through me or something? Like, what do you mean? Uh, we've purchased additional companies, but we have five core companies. Yeah. So ultimately, within our business model, we yeah. have five different streams of revenue. Yeah. Five different customer bases, five different management staff, so on and so forth. Yeah. So you know, through Jeff's experience that he was explaining about receivables, 
ultimately receivables and profit correlate also together and expenses and all that kind of all commingle into you know how important your receivables are is on how big your profit margin is right, the right. lower your profit margin the more important it is to get the money in is the bigger your profit margin the more you're actually capturing and the less expenses you're outputting so to me how i took this particularly was it made me really feel grateful for you know the diversities that we have within of our business and our companies of the different strengths because at different times in our business now I'm reflecting on it there have been different companies that have carried more of the burden at different times than at other times and at this particular you know season that we had this summer there were two companies that were really kind of holding very strong and fast and two companies that, that were did that did not and um that leverage particularly through the people and the organization and the structure and the processes that we created really were something that that is the reason why you know we were able to get through it have yeah. clear heads make yeah. good decisions and all of that so i'm really you know understanding more the the leverage that we have as we're continuing to grow our team can i talk and, can, and, I, can i can i talk to that point for, for sure. a quick second so all these years ago like so many years ago i mean it was when i was like you know, I'm 53 now, just so everybody knows Jonathan is 36. So I have been in business and doing this and being entrepreneurial since I was, my gosh, I mean, like you know, 22 years old. So let's just say at that time, around maybe 23, something like that, 24, I decided, you know, I specifically said to myself at the time, I, there was no Gary V. There was no anybody, you know, telling you. Well, there was Zig this. Ziglar. Yeah, you could arc Tony Robbins. But uh, I didn't know about them, and uh, I literally thought to myself, um, you know, you got to have multiple streams of revenue because at the time in South Florida, it was very snowbird-like. Where there's still snowbirds, so now the season, you guys understand, there's a lot more people here during quote the season than there's not. But South Florida was like abandoned over the summer and early fall. There was no one here. So at the time I had owned all these flower shops and it was like over the summer, you just sit and twiddle your thumbs. I happen to be a very hyper person and someone who like, you know, wants to make money, wants it in like a full of, you know, life. And I just couldn't imagine sitting there. Like it made me insane to think that I was going to be sitting there. So I developed and thought to myself exactly what you said was that if something becomes an issue with one of the companies or one of your streams of revenue, that the others could help carry it. I'm telling you. So for me to hear you say that, it's just so interesting because it was literally what I thought all the way back then. I had that thought. And you know what? To look it forward today and think that is, I am very thankful also. You said you're thankful for it. I'm really thankful for it because it's literally that concept that helped us at this What's time. What's the beginning stages of you know diversification? You know, you're you're speaking about when the company was smaller, you were looking for different streams of revenue to help increase the growth of the company, but to also hedge the bet of the slower season. Yeah. This particular point that I'm making is relative to leverage. It's relative to yeah. diversification within our companies yeah. and the companies being separate, but collectively working together. It's just the concept. And how all of that really works together. But it's just, it's the concept. You can apply it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's why I said there's the, there's so different amazing. stages that everyone can apply this to, whether you're just starting out yeah. and you want to add multiple streams of revenue, you actually don't really know your mainstream of revenue 
in the future could be your least stream of revenue. You yeah, just don't know. That's that's such a great point. That is so true. And actually, guess what? That's what it turned out to be for us because it was first all those flower shops. Right. And now they're irrelevant. So next question, Jeff. Was there anything on the list to achieve in 2022, personal or business, that you didn't accomplish? Why didn't it happen? What needs to change in order for things for it to happen in 2023 if it's still your goal? So what are some shortfalls of things you didn't accomplish in 2022? Uh, there definitely were uh, some shortfalls. And one that sticks out really strongly to me is that I am trying to fast track in one region and one sector of our business um, is in a specific town here in South Florida. And I'm looking to make a name for our companies, even though we have one and it's very established up there. Um, I'm looking to make a name and establish it like companies that have been there double and triple as long as us. And I'm trying to do that by fast tracking through um, some different groups that I'm involved with, a group I've also started, as you know of, and also I'm um, just meeting specific people and being overly, overly, overly extroverted, which I am normally, but this is like on overdrive. And I feel like if I'm doing that and going to events all the time and meeting so many people and putting our name out there, it's making up for the years that we don't have there that other companies do. And I'm trying to do that. I have not yet accomplished that completely to what I want to. Do you feel it's a shortfall though? What do you mean? Of ours? What do you mean? Of yours. This is a personal or business yeah. goal that you yeah. didn't accomplish. I was hoping. Yeah, I do. I feel like I should have been able to accomplish that by now and I haven't been able to. And it's frustrating. So what needs to change about you in order to accomplish things like this in the future? I don't think anything needs to change about me. I think what I need to, well, what needs to change about me is that I need to stop thinking things can happen quicker than they can happen, but I should still go at them hard. It just may not be in the timeline that I think is correct. Meaning if I think I can change something within a year, it may be a year and a half or two years. And I need to be okay with that, but still go just as hard on it realizing it's just not the time schedule I thought, but what I'm doing is the right thing. It's just taking more time. Got it. That's good. So something that I did not accomplish in 2022 that I actually want to carry over into the next year is I actually made a list of all these different items. One of them was we didn't buy another piece of real estate. Yeah. So it is important, you know, in our tax planning uh, personal business growth overall and you know net worth of Jeff and I that we want to continue to expand our real estate. Purchasing real estate is a good way to have different deductions to reduce your taxes uh, and also have additional streams of revenue. Passive income. Correct. So you know we are not real estate moguls. We own all of our real estate that we're currently on now, which was very smart. Um, you know, in hindsight, four separate properties, and I think that was extremely amazing that we've been able to accumulate those. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm definitely a little disappointed that we weren't able to do that yeah. because of our cash flow situation, because of the uh, exponential growth and the purchase of a new company this year. I feel like kind of weighing what happened is we did buy a company this year, but since we did buy a company, it's okay we didn't buy a piece of real estate, but at the same time it really is a goal of mine that I want to make sure that we buy a new piece of real estate every single year. Um, so I feel like what needs to change in general in the future for us to be able to do that is that it might mean, I mean, I guess I would take either one, I guess is my answer. So what needs to change is that every year we either need to buy a new business to expand our footprint into areas where we're not, 
and or we need to buy a piece of real estate to increase our net worth. One thing needs to occur every single year along with the organic growth of our companies. So here's what I think. I think that part of the, I definitely think it's disappointing and everything, but you know why it's disappointing? Because every time we set a goal to do something, we set this initiative. I'm going to tell everybody where it was set. It was on top of a mountain in Vail. We took the gondola <laughs> all the way up there. And yep. you told me this is yep. what we're going to do. I bought into it. And then when the two of us buy into something and we decide to do something, we typically do it. So that's also why it's so disappointing because we really, we say we're going to do something. Well, it's the, we com- it. it's the compounding interest effect. So the goal that I set for us was a certain amount of tangible net worth at a certain time period. And it's very, very, very achievable yeah. where we're at right now, yeah. as long as we follow a particular plan. I guess in hindsight, buying a business or a piece of real estate both work hand in hand in obviously reaching that goal. Yeah. I thought though the real estate component, yeah, based upon the amount of the money the business turns to us, obviously buying a piece of real estate would reduce our taxes. Reducing our taxes means ultimately we should be able to keep around the same amount of money yeah. that we were keeping before. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the goal is still there. This is a new year and we're I'm ready to figure out what is the right opportunity. Yeah. And I think there's gonna be lots of opportunities yeah. this year specifically. I, I do think though um, that it's interesting for something like that to have happened to two personality types like me and you, because we didn't achieve the goal. We didn't do what we said we were going to do to each other. And we didn't do it and we're giving reasons why we didn't do it, but we still didn't do it. So in a way, in my brain, and I'm sure in yours also, the reasons make sense. And we both understand that. However, it's still not satisfactory. Listen to what I'm saying. It's still not satisfactory though to me. And I'm sure it's still not satisfactory to you. You are disappointed about it. And so am I. I'm really, I don't know if I'm disappointed. I think that the goal is to you know, make sure that you have the most amount of money working for you. So by buying a business, you're investing into a business, you get depreciation, the depreciation that can help reduce your taxes. So you can keep more cash in play in your business. And the thing is, we determined that we're not taking money out of the business this year. So the thing is, we did accomplish the goal because if there was excess money to come out of the business, it would go towards a piece of property. Yeah. So I don't think that we didn't not do it what would be irresponsible is if we took money out of the business and we're like, you know what, we're just going to keep it mm-hmm. and we're not going to buy a piece of real estate. That would consciously be not doing it. We're deciding to keep money in the business I, for I, additional what, growth. What you're saying is 100% accurate and makes sense and all those things. It's, However, even though that's the case, I still am disappointed that we weren't able to somehow figure it out because what I don't think you're getting from what I'm saying is we always still figure something out even though it, it, this makes sense and one plus one equals two, everything that you're saying. Well, we could have bought something, but we need to buy something of a certain wise. scale. I know, but fine. But if you can't buy it to the couldn't. size that we need, it just doesn't make so any I guess, sense. It's I just guess, a transaction for yeah. no reason. But since we couldn't buy something of the size that we need or the scale that we need, to me, maybe you're not, I'm, I'm glad that you're more at peace with it than I am. To me, I am definitely disappointed about it and sort of unhappy that we weren't able to somehow you know, figure out how to actually do that, even along with what we still had to satisfy and accomplish. That's all. I just think that's part of me also. That's how I am. Some people may say that's bad. Some people may say that that's good. Oh yeah. Well, you still want to accomplish all these goals and you're disappointed when you're not. So it keeps you going. And you know, that's why you accomplish so many things, but then it's also like, well, you know, you can't accomplish something. You can accomplish something. You sort of need to be at peace with that. 
So it's sort of like a push-pull struggle thing with me. So next question is accomplishments. Jeff, tell me your top three accomplishments for 2022. So my top three accomplishments for 2022 is that I did make some inroads um, business-wise that I thought that I was going to be able to. And I did. I did do some of them. I just didn't do all of them like I was talking about before. I would have liked to have gotten... Um, so you more. feel like you've networked really some. well this year. Yeah, definitely. That's one. Yeah. Two is that I personally uh, have some relationships within my family that I have sort of settled some things from the past that I have with, with different people that I feel like, you know, you sort of settle things and move forward in life so you don't carry problems. So I've done that. And then the third thing that I feel like I've done is I have continued to take care of this relationship with my business partner, which is you. And um, that's extremely important to me and to respect you and respect the relationship and respect your abilities and um, respect how the two of us always uh, put each other on a pedestal and first with everything, with these businesses. And yet, even though we do that, we're still not afraid to tell each other when we feel that the other one is wrong or incorrect or uh, looking at something not the right way. And I think that part of the reason that there's continuing success and continuing moving forward in such a positive direction is because we hold each other and the idea of how we both handle things with each other in such high regard that, uh, I don't think it would be as successful and frankly as enjoyable if we didn't do that because you can't just exist and just be yourself. You have to really be cognizant of the other person. And as they say, it takes two to tango. And the thing is, is that you definitely have to move in synchronicity for it to be a good relationship, you know? Yeah. So those are the three things that stick out to me. Interesting. So uh, my three accomplishments for 2022 that stick out to me is that this was our largest year of total revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that sticks out to me is that we actually started a tree division at our Delray office that we didn't have to have before. We only operated yep. our tree division out of one office and we have now operating now in two different offices, which has, and has really helped streamline our business uh, from an operational standpoint and also streamlined, you know, delegating information as well. And the third one that is hiring a controller. So I think that, you know, you, as you grow and develop a business, you always hear like, oh, you need this. Oh, you need that. You need to have this kind of thing and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's hard to really time when you actually need something. The person actually can help you get to where you need to get. And um, hiring a controller definitely came at a good time for us where we're trying to understand more of the numbers. Me and Jeff are both very um, savvy with understanding the business, the ongoings, the numbers within the business. But the larger that it is, it definitely starts to change. And we're in a service business. So service businesses, it's not you buy something for a dollar and you sell it for $10. It's you're dealing with truck breakdowns, tires, equipment, repairs, uh, traffic, accidents, so on and so forth. And it's really you know, much more complicated. Um, all right. So we're going to, we're going to do two more here. I'll have this one just for Jeff here. Okay. The future. 
Visualize your bucket list, Jeff. Before you die, what are three things that you want to do on your bucket list before you die? Three things I would like to do on my bucket list before I die are... Uh, the first one is probably reaching between 35 to $45 million in revenue for us at these companies and future companies that we're going to be purchasing. Uh, also to probably have about 10, at least 10 uh, properties, anything above that would be complete gravy, but at least 10 properties, uh, commercial business properties that you and I purchased together. Um, let's see. I also, uh, would like to travel more. I'd like to go and see some other places in the world. I've never been always wanted to go, but I never have put it into action and I'm sort of an action person and I've never put any of those things into action really. So I'd like to do that. I've traveled some in my life, but not nearly as much as I uh, would like to. And so I'd like to go do that. And, uh, oh, you're really, really going with this one, huh? You're only supposed to do three. All right, keep going. Well, no, the one was like the same thing, like the properties and the money. Sure. Sure. They're, they're, they're different, but okay. Okay. And then the business is the business properties are properties to so keep going. Um, I'll stick with those. Okay. I'll stick with those. Um, I came prepared to this meeting, right? So I have a whole list of them. Having podcast, ne- not a meeting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, have a net worth over a hundred million dollars. I want to travel the ocean in my sport fishing boat. I want to own real estate in multiple states. I want to grow our business to be in multiple states organically. Uh, climb a named mountain one day. I want to own a car collection and have a world-class car garage. So those are a few things. I put down 20. Those are a few of them. Wow. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, we're going to end on this one, Jeff. Goals for 2023. So you know we've now completed 2022. Um, I'd like to know what are three goals that you have that you want to do going into this year that you feel like that were shortfalls from last year that you want to do this year and things that you really think that are important, you know, to kind of, you know, fuel your own life's mission of just what you personally, it can be business or personal, but personally. Okay. Um, Meet more of the right people. So even though I'm meeting so many people, make sure I meet more of the right people and uh, make and hold those connections with those people. Uh, number two is pay more attention to things that I um, am not comfortable paying attention to and that I veer off of. And number three would be to uh, probably continue to really uh, make sure that my inner body really stays mentally healthy. And I tend to get very angry at times. Like eating right? What do you mean your internal body? I think eating right, getting my mind right, and um, just always some sort of like being at peace, all of it, because I seem to get very angry at times. And uh, when I do get angry uh, here and there, um, I don't like the rage that I feel. So I would like to become a little more of a peaceful person as time goes on. And so I think I'd, I'd like to... To have that in me. Uh, Was that three? Year. That's three. That's three. Okay. So I'm going to end on mine. So one thing I would like to do, a uh, goal for me for this year is for us to grow our business by $5 million. So to have a total revenue of $30 million at the end of this year, uh, write a book, purchase real estate over $3 million this year. And I would also like to complete a marathon. Um, there's some other stuff I want to do too, but specifically... The marathon for me is it is very, very difficult. 
And things that really take that much time, uh, I've noticed with my fitness, definitely takes a different type of person mentally to really be able to go through it because it's mental and physical because it's hours of exercise. It's not just 30 minutes or an hour, you know, really pushing through something after an hour of doing it, you really have to, you know, very much get in touch with your body and your mind. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I thought it'd be a little bit interesting to dive into me and Jeff personally with some different things that we have that are going on in our minds as we reflect 2022, moving into 2023. And I hope this information helped you. Looking forward to this upcoming year. And thank you for joining us on the Cultivating Success Podcast. Thanks, everybody. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.